0: This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. It is Diana Bartolini, and I am very happy to be with you today. Uh, before we get started, I want to give you a little bit of information about a course, I am starting on September 23rd. So uh, we are going to be studying the book of Romans, St. Paul's letter to the Romans on September 23rd for four weeks. So we'll start on September 23rd and on October 14th. And this will be a live webinar series that I will host over a Zoom link. And I'm going to drop a link where you can sign up to uh, join us in the study and I hope you will take advantage of it. I just finished doing an ACTS study and it went very well and we had a good time and the group got to know each other and I know that that's going to continue as I keep doing these courses and it's a great opportunity to do a, a deeper dive into some scripture than you possibly have done in the past. And what I love most about what I'm doing is that I get to interact with the participants. So it's not just simply a one-way situation. So you're not just listening to me. We always have a break after I do an introductory part of the lesson that's not recorded and then we just have a conversation we answer questions you get your questions answered you get to speak and talk to each other and i think that is a great way to study scripture so that's uh, st paul's letter to the romans starting september 23rd and i will have a link uh, on the website page not lukewarmpodcast.com, that you can sign up for that as well so it's september Today we are going to be talking about doctors of the church. Now what am I talking about? Doctors? There are priests in the church. There are deacons. There are sisters. There are nuns. There are lay people. There's everybody in the church. What does this mean, doctors in the church? Well, it's the doctors of the church are a select, super select, as in there are only 36 of them. People from our church, from the Catholic Church, who have written a body of work that has really withstood the test of time. And so these are men and women who may have written in the first or second century, and their words are still relevant and important to us today. So the reason why I chose the Doctors of the Church is in September, there are actually three um, men who are honored as Doctors of the Church. And the first one was uh, September 3rd. That was St. Gregory the Great, who was a pope. And he was actually one of the first uh, people to be made a Doctor of the Church way back in 1298. The other person uh, is St. Robert Bellarmine, who was a bishop and also a doctor of the church, and we celebrate him on September 17th. And the last uh, doctor of the church in September is St. Jerome. And he is on September 30th. St. Jerome also made a doctor of the church in 1298 with St. Gregory. Saint Jerome is the person who was asked by the Pope at that time uh, to translate the Bible from Greek and whatever poor Latin translations there were into one unified Latin translation. And so we have a great debt of gratitude to him because he took all the disparate translations and put them into one cohesive, uh, translation for us into Latin, which of course since then has been translated into many, many other languages, but he certainly was the one who started us on that path of being able to really look at scripture. So those are the three great doctors of the church that we celebrate in September. Now let's talk about some other doctors of the church. Some you will probably recognize their names. St. Augustine is a doctor of the church, and we just celebrated his feast day at the end of August. And there are also four women doctors of the church, Catherine of Siena, Teresa of Avila, both uh, were the first two women who were made doctors of the church in 1970. And then next we have Teresa of Lisieux and Hildegard of Bingen. Then one more man has recently, as in 2015, was made a doctor of the church by Pope Francis, and that is St. Gregory of Narnek, or Narek. I think it's Gregory of Narek. Uh, He is from the Armenian church. Now in that whole list, so there are 36 total doctors of the church, 32 are men, four are women, and of that entire list, there is only one person who is not either a priest, a religious, or a deacon. Any idea whom that might be? I'll give you a hint. It's my favorite saint. So that would be Catherine of Siena. Catherine of Siena was not a sister or a nun. She was a third order Dominican, so she was a laywoman, and she is the only one on that list who who is not a religious woman, which I think is an incredible honor. And it really reflects on how well thought of she is in the church as someone whose wisdom has withstood the test of time. So let's talk about what exactly does it mean to be a doctor of the church? It's not a medical doctor. It's more of a spiritual doctor. So it is a man or a woman who their holiness is outstanding. So all, of course, of the great saints have outstanding holiness. But these 34 go beyond even that outstanding holiness that we come to to know in our saints. So that's one thing. The second thing is, is that they have a depth of insight into the doctrine of the church. And not all the doctrine of the church, okay, but a portion of it that they have lived out in their life, that they have taught to other people, and that they have written about. And so that writing has, with again, withstood the test of time. It really is about a timelessness here that we're talking about in terms of who is a doctor of the church. And the last thing is is that the writing that the church has been able to keep of theirs throughout all these years that that writing is very authentic and that it is life-giving to the church so we often think about maybe that the church is not a living breathing entity right it's it's a building or it's a, it's an organization and well yes it can be a there is a church building and yes the church is an organization it also in many ways is alive because it's filled with people and people are alive. And so these doctors of the church, what they have passed on to us and given to us is this sense of authenticity that breathes some new life, some new information, uh, a growing understanding about what the church teaches, what the church believes they don't change what the church believes. They add information and make it more understandable and more able for people to use in their everyday lives. So many of these men and women were mystics. So they had intense, intense experiences of God, and of union with Christ. And yet they still were able to take those experiences and put them out to the world in such a way that they are still with us today, helping us grow closer to Christ, to learn more about our faith and to learn more about how to live out our life. And that really is why the work of all the doctors of the church is important. All of that body of work, aids us in knowing more about the church, understanding more about God, and hopefully then understanding more about ourselves and how we are to live and know more about God. And so I think if you have an opportunity, you can read these doctors of the church. You don't need to have high degrees in theology to read and understand them. Um, They have many beautiful works I've read some of them, not all of them, um, but again, some of these doctors of the church are household names. Uh, for example, St. Anthony of Padua. He was a Franciscan, and he was considered the most eloquent of preachers, but again, very accessible. Uh, another famous doctor of the church, St. Saint, Aqu- Saint Thomas Aquinas, you know, wrote that Summa Theologica, Yes, it's a huge document. It's, it's a it's dense at times, and it's not always easy to understand. But you can you you break it up into little bits, and you can you can make sense of it, right? Uh, another uh, the other thing to think about is that uh, it was so important and so beautiful when the, the women were added as doctors of the church and so if you can ever search out any of their writings especially i would say the most accessible probably is teresa of Lisieux, her story her autobiography the story of a soul beautiful book that she was asked to write and she did under direct obedience to her to the mother superior of of the convent that's something that is so able for all of us to read that was a really bad sentence construction. I'm so sorry. So doctors of the church, very important in terms of just being able to know that we have a huge history and body of knowledge that we can rely on whenever we need assistance and whenever we want to grow in our own spiritual journey. So I looked around, I thought a little bit about a not lukewarm challenge for this week. And I thought, you know, one of the things we believe as Catholics is that someday we're all going to be saints. And not that I want any of us to become a saint too soon, uh, but we are all working here on earth with, in the hopes of being a saint in some time. And so just in case we become a super saint, a named saint, Uh, This is my challenge for you for this week. Take anywhere between five to ten minutes every day and journal because the doctors of the church became doctors of the church because there was a body of work of theirs to read. And so, why not put your spiritual musings to paper? Put them down on paper doesn't necessarily mean anyone's going to read them. And if you don't want anyone to read them, write them out and throw them away right away if that makes you feel better. Just get them out. So if you need a little prompt, um, go obviously open up your Bible and you can do it a la St. Francis. Let it just open up where it does. Put your finger down with your eyes closed. Read a verse or two and see how God speaks to you. And then just write that out you know 5 or 10 minutes every morning and who knows maybe someday you might become a doctor of the church who knows maybe someday you might become a named saint but even if we don't become a doctor of the church and even if we don't become a named saint of the church i do believe that when we put pen to paper and we enter into some scripture or a bit of prayer or spiritual reading and really have a dialogue with ourselves and with the Lord about it, we really do come to have a deeper understanding about it. And so that's why I'm encouraging you to journal this week, to come to a deeper understanding of what God wants to reveal to you. So that's your challenge to journal for five or 10 minutes every day. And if you already journal journal for five more minutes every day. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I look forward to being with you again. God bless you. And don't forget to check out the new Bible study on Romans. Have a great day. Bye-bye.